Welcome to Mind Your Biz. Thanks for letting us mind your biz. And uh, we want to know who you are and what you're doing. Yeah, so my name is Yervant. I came here when I was four to America. And ever since, I mean, I've always been in love with business since I was a small kid, whether it's a lemonade stand or selling candy at school. I've always been, you know, into working for myself. Let me put it like that. I want to put my own restrictions, do things my way and change the world with my creativity. So, I mean, I really came into NFTs a couple months ago and I've always known whatever it is that I'm going to do, it's going to be, it's something that has to do with technology and, you know, has huge potential. So I kind of saw, got into NFTs a couple months ago, started learning about it, how they work, what it is. And it really interested me. And I kind of had this vision. So that's how, in a way, in a sense, I formed the company. I'm trying to form the company in a way that fits that vision I saw. Whereas I saw a big problem with NFTs, right? And I'm I'm, the company is a solution for it. So what exactly are NFTs? NFTs are non-fungible tokens. And when Wait, something... Tell us what, what NFTs yeah. are exactly slowly, because a lot of the audience, believe it or yeah. not, they don't even know about NFTs. It sounds like UFOs. Yeah, so an NFT is a non-fungible token. So what exactly is fungible, right? So if we're talking about the US dollar, an example would be if you give me $100 today and two weeks I have to pay you back, I can give you two $50 bills. I can give you five $20 bills. I don't have to give you that same $100 bill. But in a different sense, let's say we're talking about gold, right? And not gold, diamonds, my bad. So if we're talking about diamonds and you give me a certain diamond, in two weeks, I can't give you a different diamond because that diamond can be di a different carrot, you know, a different value. It's different. It's not manually interchangeable. So... NFTs aren't interchangeable because each one is unique. So NFTs are actually verified on the blockchain. In a sense, it's created as a smart contract and it's represented by an image, for example, or a GIF or a video. So it's kind of creating, it can be used in different senses. So it can be digital art, right? Sports cards are now becoming digital as well. The NBA is releasing NFTs. In video games, when there's an object that you have that someone else doesn't have, right? that's also considered an NFT. So it's moving into so many different industries and giving those industries so many possibilities that it has the potential to grab, you know, 10% of the art industry or 10% of the sports card industry. So, but a problem with NFTs is that everybody could create an NFT, right? And the problem with that is it can become watered down. So if somebody's launching an NFT, I see that a lot of people launch an NFT with some random image they found off the internet. And they don't own the intellectual property rights for that image. They just launch it with a stolen image and they'll put like 20 million copies of that NFT and they'll put each price at $500. So it, that NFT has no foundation, right? It has, there's no valuation for it. They just put their own price. It's not worth that $500. So, so let's stop for a moment because I, I want to make sure everybody understands this. So who's verifying each NFT before it goes to market? So the consumer knows they're buying a real NFT. Uh -huh. So in a sense, let's say an artist launched their own NFT, right? Once they mint it, it's sent to the Ethereum blockchain. And that smart contract is verified through the Ethereum blockchain from miners. So there's the one fees. company that verifies all of them? So it's not a company. It's the Ethereum blockchain that verifies it. So same when I send crypto, for example, right? Bitcoin, it gets verified by the Bitcoin blockchain, but the Ethereum blockchain is different. And in a sense, the way I look at Ethereum and Bitcoin, Bitcoin is like the gold, right? 
because it's higher fees. It's people, when you look at like the daily sending, right? Every 10 seconds, there's five times more Ethereum transactions than Bitcoin transactions. So in a way, in a sense, when you look at the digital world of cryptocurrency, Ethereum is becoming the cash and Bitcoin is kind of becoming the reserve currency, right? Which is in a sense gold in today's world. What's the word you keep saying? Ethereum? Uh, how do you spell that? Yeah, Ethereum is traded as ETH. Not only is it a cryptocurrency, but there's different type of tokens that are verified on the Ethereum blockchain. So you spell it ETH, E-R-E-U-M. And that's a currency? That's What does that have to do with the NFTs? It's a cryptocurrency. So you use Ethereum to purchase it. You can use other Ethereum-based cryptos to purchase them. But um, the way that it is, is it's, tr it's bought on the blockchain. So, so the only way to buy... The only way to buy an NFT is with an Ethereum currency. Uh, Based token. The, Ethereum, yeah. You can't buy it with Bitcoin. Um, so here's the thing. If I own an NFT and I want to sell it to you, for example, you can send it and I can transfer the thing to you, the NFT to you. But with that, when you look at the record sales of that NFT, in the record sales, it's not going to show that you purchased it with Bitcoin. So that's why they're... When it's sold, most of the time, people use Ethereum. So the seller gets to choose what currency they want for their NFT or they don't get to choose? Yeah, so you can sell it with the way that the smart contract works. The way you can do it is I send you the Ethereum. It gets into the smart contract. Once the uh, NFT is transferred to me, then the Ethereum is released to you. But I can step away from that process and I can do it separately on my own. So you would send me, for example, Bitcoin or cash. And then I would transfer the e NFT. To but who, who will wallet. protect that transaction if you send that Bitcoin and I don't send the seller doesn't send the NFT? Yeah. So that's the thing. When you step away from the process of how it works, when you try to do it on your own without that smart contract, there are risks involved. So that's why it's recommended that people, you know, do it with Ethereum. And there's more, lots of ways to purchase Ethereum. Okay, so now so I understand, like, we oh. understand how you can purchase an NFT. I still want to know how, who's authenticating these NFTs because there yeah. could be millions of transactions a day. Who's checking into that little piece of art to make sure it's original? These things take time. Yeah. So different NFTs have different values and different artists, right? And there's also different marketplaces. So one is Rarible. They're an NFT marketplace where you can actually have your account verified as an artist. So you submit an application to get it verified and show that, you know, you are who you say you are. You're not a fraud that's using a copyrighted image. What's the name of the company? So let's say an artist actually... Variable? Huh? Rarible. Yeah, Rarible. Rarible. And they're, they're a marketplace... Do they insure the purchase like a PayPal does? Uh, so the way that it works is when I buy off Rarible, whether I'm selling or buying. So yeah, they're kind of, it's again, with a smart contract, you have to buy what you have to buy using either Ethereum or Dolly. So it's like one of the Ethereum based tokens that you have to buy, use to buy it. And that's how they, you know, secure it. So if I'm sending this payment and I confirm it on my wallet, then I'm going to get that NFT. So the risk to get scammed is out of the way. Now, when it comes to counterfeit in art, overall, both physical art, you know, it can be big. The risk is big. With NFTs, since every transaction is recorded on the Ethereum blockchain, what happens is that risk for counterfeits, you have, 
you as the artist have the way to prove that this is the actual art piece. This I own the intellectual property with this and someone else can't create another one and say, oh, this is the real one. Well, here, so let, like the, let, me, let me understand this because uh, artwork mostly is sold by someone other than the artist, right? So like Picasso's yeah. or Van Gogh's. So, and there's a lot of people uh -huh. that have original artwork and there's plenty of people that have yeah. fakes. So it's not like mm -hmm. we can bring Picasso back from the dead to verify that he, <laughs> he, he, he made that art. So who's really verifying this? So the way that you, so the artwork itself, correct? So if that NFT is validated or not. Yeah, so it gets verified through the Ethereum blockchain and with the transaction ID that you get through that Ethereum blockchain is how you verify whether it's the actual NFT or it's just a fake duplicate. And again, with that, so when you say, you know, most of the artists themselves don't sell it, right? It's an auction house that'll sell it. So in a way, our, the promise as a company is that if we're selling an NFT, whether we're representing an artist or releasing it under the company name, what we ensure to the, you know, consumer, the buyer, whether they're buying it to collect it or they're looking at it as an investment. So we ensure them that the price, we evaluate it to make sure that the price is confirmed. We make sure that the copyright is all, whether the artist created it, the artist has a copyright and the intellectual property rights is theirs. Who's doing all this work to verify and, and to authenticate it? Who's doing that? Me and I have another, a couple other friends that are working on the company with me. All right, so you're starting a company to verify mm -hmm. and authenticate artwork? So not just to verify and authenticate, we're going to release articles that give people information about NFTs. So I'm approaching NFTs in a way that the problem is, you know, again, you might have trouble verifying it. You might buy an NFT for a thousand dollars when it's not worth a thousand dollars. So recently uh, Logan Paul released his own NFT and he was selling one NFT at, it was like a Pokemon version with his face on it. So it was like a Pokemon card with his face on it and he turned it into an NFT. So he was selling each one at a thousand, one Ethereum and everybody who bought it ended up losing money because they're not able to sell that. So the biggest problem with that NFT was there's not a foundation with that NFT. It's just a Photoshop Pokemon card with his face on it, right? So he made a million dollars in the first 30 minutes. Next couple of days, he made like 3 million, but the people that bought it aren't able to sell it, right? So us as the company, we, wa we wanna, you know, it's the company's promise. We wanna form a community of NFT enthusiasts, whether they're buying to invest, cause you have that, you know, possibility. You can buy it and sell it later on at a higher price or you can buy it and collect it because you like the art but, piece but how do people know the value of these things like that one the guy just basically sounds like he scammed uh -huh. everybody yeah i mean yeah I, I consider it a scam in a way so that's the thing us as the company we what we want to do is create a community where people can trust us to validate nfts and if we say uh, you know when we release an article or somebody has a question about that NFT, they can release it to us. We can look into it, release an article about this NFT. Where is it worth it? Is it not? Is it overvalued? Is it undervalued? Who's the artist? Is it a verified NFT? And also with that, we also want to release our own NFTs. So we have an artist that we're working with and our first NFT release is actually going to be tomorrow. So this one, the, the NFT is going to be about Noah and Autodot. So Noah is a 10th generation descendant of Adam. And in the Bible, it talks about it through various religions, right? So 
uh, Muslims, Christianity. So a lot of people, you know, have it in their Bible, whether it's the Bible or the Quran. It talks about Noah, how he heard a message from God that there's going to be a flood. Wait and a second. That, Wait a second. You're, this story yeah. goes across all religions? I didn't know that. Yeah, so it speaks about um, the Ark in the Quran as well. Not all religions, but more than one, multiple religions. Really? So, wow. um, yeah. So it's, you know, it was a pre-flood pre where I think Noah, the direct descendant of Adam, heard a message from God that a flood is going to be coming. So what he did is with his family, nobody believed him when the time was there. So he built an Ark and he got two of each animal and put it in the ark to, you know, breed and reproduce. So, yeah, they got in the ark. And then when the flood hit, they were on to see, you know, everything around them was destroyed. And they actually, there was a pigeon that they sent out. So once the pigeon brought up, a, brought back a stick, they knew that they're on land and they can actually exit the ark. So in this picture, you're able to see Noah leading the animals out of the ark, right? With the rest of his family onto a new tomorrow. It sounds like a, uh, it sounds like a great picture but who's the artist is this a known artist is this someone that has so put this, out art before uh -huh. yeah so he's put out art before but never in the form of an nft so what makes so, it more valuable as an nft compared to his actual piece of art that i might want to hang on my wall yeah so he actually does digital art so he, that's his specialty he works on digital art but he doesn't he's never released one in the form of an nft and we're representing that painting under the company name and releasing it as an NFT. So, so the foundation I, with that is... If I bought that mm -hmm. NFT with his art, am I going to get like mm -hmm. a digital download of that piece of art where I can print it out and put it on yeah. my wall? So, uh -huh. so you're going to be getting a digital you know, PDF, a PNG of that picture where you can print it out, do it. The good thing about it is the artist is always going to hold the intellectual property rights for the NFT. So even when you purchase it, you can't sell it. to. You can sell that NFT, right? Transfer that NFT to somebody, but you can't reproduce that. So that's also a good thing with, about NFT. So we're going to be releasing 500 copies of it. And uh, the way that it works on the Ethereum blockchain, one, so every time an NFT is bought, it's processed on the Ethereum blockchain. So once that blockchain sees that, okay, all 500 copies have been sold, you, you can't re you, you can't make more. You can't add any more copies. So how are it. people going to find this piece of art? Because this, there's millions of artists, you know, making millions uh -huh. in, of our artwork. Yeah, so we actually have our website. Uh -huh. So we have our website that people are gonna be able to purchase through card. So with that, like I stated before, when you buy it using like a third party method, the transaction isn't recorded under that NFT. So to come up, cause some people might wanna find the easier way. So what we did is we're gonna allow people to buy it using a secure payment method, Stripe. And what they're gonna be getting is the Ethereum public key and private key to gain access into that Ethereum wallet. And there's gonna be a preloaded amount of $50 and they can go to Rarible and then use that wallet to purchase the NFT, which would then be transferred to them. So the way we wanted to do it like that, because we could have just transferred the NFT to them, but the transaction wouldn't be recorded. So it would affect, it would have a big effect on the price history of the NFT. So it just, it wouldn't be helpful to us in any way, both the buyer and us as the company. So or tell, the me, tell me the process of taking his art. I'm assuming he did it on the computer, right? He, he, all right. How yeah, does he so make he actually that? has a drawing pad. 
Oh, drawing yeah. pad. So how does he take that piece of art once he's yeah. done and, and make it into an NFT? What's the process? Yeah, so once he's done with that, what we do is he doesn't worry about, you know, creating the NFT itself. We do that at, under the company name. So what, once we get that painting, right, what we do is we mint it. We set the amount of copies. So we create a smart contract pretty much. And the painting is what represents the smart contract. And once we mint it, it's a we distribute to whoever would like to buy. So it. each artist has to essentially either create their own NFT or hire somebody to create this smart contract. Yeah. So the thing about it is most artists aren't aware, right? Whether they're not aware or they don't have the community needed when it comes to NFTs. That's what we're trying to build as the company name Seto and NFTs, where not only can artists come to us if they're trying to release an NFT and we can represent them, you know, promising the people that are going to buy that NFT that this artist is verified by us. It's not some fraud that's using a copyrighted picture they don't even own. Now, now again, I'm still a little bit fuzzy on how are they going to find uh -huh. this painting out of millions of paintings and digital art forms all over the internet? So we're advertising on the website, on social media. So we're actually creating, getting the company's name out there, right? Letting people know that we're verifying transactions, telling people what the company is doing. And also on Rarible, we're going to have the verified profile where people can purchase from there directly as well. And overall artists, we have this one artist in mind that we are planning on working with. So that's in the, you know, in our future plans and we're actually talking to them on the nft release and it just gives so many artists the place to like transition from physical art to digital art and we're giving them the foundation and support they need to express their ideas and you know make this the nft into a reality so turn their thoughts and ideas what are you doing that rareable is not doing why can't the artist just go right to rareable and get it on there um What's the value that you're providing that Rarible's not doing for them? Uh, so with Rarible, it's an open marketplace. Every, any, any person can make an account and that requires no verification and create their own NFTs. Us as a company, if an NFT is represented by our company, that's, we ensure people that it's worth the value. The artist is verified. The NFT itself is verified. You know, we do the research and provide to people, well, this NFT is verified. This one is not. Right. So it's not as open of a platform in a way that we make sure we verify all the NFTs. How do you set these criteria of how many you're going to sell of originals? Because the confusing part to me is mm -hmm. once he makes this one original, technically, when yeah. you make 500 of them, they're not originals anymore. Generally, they're copies because you're selling 500, right? Not one. Uh, so with that, it depends on the artist as well, how much time it takes to create the NFT and whether or not, you know, we have requirements that we go through. So how much time was put into it? You know, we actually, we have people that inspect the painting, see, so get opinions from different people. We look at the background of the NFT. So before it's actually created into an NFT, we look at the background uh, the foundation of it. So we make sure that should we make it 500 copies? Should we make it one copy? Should we have an auction for it? For example, with this one, since it's 500 copies, we're not going to be having an auction for it. But if we're creating another NFT that is one copy specifically, we're going to be having an auction for it on our website specifically.
Now, why are you going to Rarible? I have to assume there's other platforms, or is that the only one? Yeah, so there's actually um, thing, a bunch of different platforms. So Rarible is one of the main ones, right? And with Rarible, I mean, not just Rarible. So even with other places that you buy, there's OpenSea, there's Benzinga. So there's different marketplaces that you can buy. But most of these marketplaces, a majority of them, don't provide that solid verification method. So anybody can create it. There's an option to verify, but people don't, you know, when they're just getting into NFTs, they're not looking if somebody's verified or not. They'll just look at an NFT and they'll buy it. Same with Logan Paul, right? So people trust him as a community leader and stuff. People look up to him as a role model, but they still bought his NFT and he wasn't verified. He wasn't, you know, there was no verification on his NFT and people ended up losing money. Where did he, he, where did he sell it? On what platform? So an NFT can be actually sold. So the way that it works is um, it's verified thing. Wait, can you repeat your question? My bad. I got uh, Where did Logan, uh, you know, did he put it on Rarible to be sold? Where did he sell his NFTs from? Yeah. So the way that these companies work, these marketplaces work, is what they do is they allow through their marketplace for they represent. So like they showcase the NFTs. And they get that data from the Ethereum blockchain. So it's like an open marketplace that allows, so that that transaction data is sent pretty much read through those marketplaces and it's, you're able to buy. So you can see the different sellers and stuff, but there it is possible to, you know, if I have a Rarible account and I'm sending it on Rarible, you might not be able to purchase it from OpenSea, but the marketplaces in a way work with each other. So Logan Paul actually sold it multiple marketplaces and the way that his work he also included so like anybody that bought the nft had the possible possibility and the chance to win a pokemon pack of pokemon cards that's worth thirty thousand, i think and there was like he was giving a multiple of those away but people bought the reason that that released it so well is because of the nft so he promised people he's like when i win that mma fight ufc fight i'm gonna you know the price is gonna go up but again that's not insured so that in his in that case his NFT was a gamble. Would somebody be willing to take that risk or not? How many people have done what he's done where they sold millions? A lot? Or is this something rare or something Millions new? worth? So the way he did it, I think there was like 300 copies of his NFT. And um, with his, you know, there's multiple people that can release it. But most of the NFTs you see selling for a high price are from verified sellers, right? So yesterday actually a jpg file an art called uh every day the first five thousand days it's an artist known as people it set the first world record the new world record for the highest sale price and it was at 69 million dollars wow so it's yeah for what so the artist what was people, 69 a piece of art yeah 69 million so what it was was a college of all the images that that artist known as Beeple has been posting each day online since 2007. So it was made into a college and it was auctioned off by Christie's auction and they actually sold it for 69 million. How so is that's that a possible? new record for I mean, that's it. more than some Picassos. How is that even possible? Because it has the foundation. Again, it goes, so this artist is known, right? And it was actually verified because Christie's auction house auctioned it off. So it was the last two minutes there was more bids so they added an extra two minutes and then there was a bid for 69 million is, is he like the picasso of it. digital nfts is that why it was so 
highly valued? So no, he's actually not. That's the thing. So this, you know, there's a huge demand. I mean, over the six, past six months, 350 million has been put into NFTs. 350 million what? Pieces of art? Dollars. No, 350 million dollars. Wow. Yeah, and it's growing at an insane rate due to... So the way that I look at the Ethereum blockchain is it's in a way it's an internet of its own. There's so many possibilities and so many things you can do with the Ethereum blockchain. It's kind of an internet of its own and it's expanding into so many different industries. For example, the biggest one right now is NFTs. There's people that are actually giving out loans with crypto. So that's a new thing too. That's hitting the banking industry and that's huge. What is, what does that have to do with NFTs? The crypto loan? So they're all on the Ethereum blockchain. That's the biggest thing that it has to do with each other. They're all connected because of the Ethereum blockchain. So the transactions are verified on the Ethereum blockchain. What about music? How popular is, is music on, uh, as an NFT? Let's say I wanted to get a Beyonce on an NFT. <laughs> Does that exist? Yeah, so there's actually, yeah, so there's actually musical artists going into the NFT industry as well. There was this one artist that had a, released his own NFT. And that NFT would rather be redeemable for unreleased, you know, playlist, music, or going to a concert and meeting that artist. So in a way, it can be used as a token to re like redeemable, right? So what we're actually planning to do once we expand is give people the option to redeem their NFT for a physical version of the painting. And then that NFT would later be destroyed, right? Or if it's a single release NFT, then what would happen is it sounds to me like if any if, if artists music artists use nfts they're eliminating the record labels that are the middleman is that sound is that accurate? yeah so that's the biggest part uh -huh. so you're you are pretty much eliminating the middleman and that's good for people because they've been gaining most of the profits for so long so now people are you know directly doing business with each other. And because it's a smart contract, it's verifiable on its own, right? So not, I don't have control of that smart contract, neither do you. Once the terms of that smart contract are met, that's when it's verified. And you know, if I paid you for Ethereum, with Ethereum, once it's the smart contract sees I paid the Ethereum, then it releases the NFT to me and you get the Ethereum. So it just eliminates the middleman and you do it much smoother and you don't have to pay someone else extra. So let me ask you this. If let's say I decided to do a song with Cardi B and uh -huh. we just want to do an NFT release. It's not going to be on the record labels. And we decide uh -huh. we're going to release a thousand, uh, only a thousand of these. Now, uh -huh. how, how do I not only convert a song to an NFT, but how do I convert the people that paid for the NFT into real cash dollars, not cryptocurrencies? So once you released it, so you would make it into a downloadable file, right? So if it's represented, you can have it represented by a JPEG or a PNG and then have the downloadable file. Once they buy it, it unlocks. So you have that option as well to link a file, a link or an image to it that's downloadable. So you would do that. Once it's sold and you get the Ethereum or whatever crypto you choose as the payment method into your wallet, you have the option to sell. There's different places you can sell, many different marketplaces for Ethereum or other crypto that you can sell and convert it into cash. Is there a streamlined way 
to do this, this transaction from turning a song into a NFT and then essentially uh, distributing it, selling it, getting the money and converting it into cash. Is there a streamlined way or you have to jump through all these different hoops to get to the, the cash in your, in your hand, in your bank? Uh -huh, yeah, so there's no platform that has both NFTs and allows you to, you know, sell the Ethereum or the crypto out on the same platform. So you would have to sell the Ethereum on your own, pretty much. Gotcha. But with Ethereum growing, personally, a lot of people that are selling these NFTs, not a lot of them are actually selling the crypto. Because, I mean, they're after they sell and they get the crypto in their account, they're actually making more money because their crypto's value is growing. So Bitcoin is at all-time highs. I mean, Ethereum is at all-time highs. And it's just insane how much crypto industry has grown. Now, I think it's great, man, that yeah, you're, you're, you're young and you get, you really understand the uh, NFT market and you're, you're you know, mm -hmm. moving yourself into it. Um, I just feel like there's a, you got a lot of challenges ahead of you because, you know, you're authenticating yeah. pieces of art. Now... How do you get authenticated as a company um, unless you have this long yeah. history? Yeah, so I mean, that's one of the challenges that we have to accomplish and build that trust with people that buy the NFTs, you know, the people that join the community. So we have to prove to ourselves as a company, we also have to prove ourselves to the people, to the community. So that's one of the challenges that we're going to go through. And I'm very hopeful and very motivated to push it through no matter what. Well, that's beautiful, man. I, I really wish you luck. You, you sound like a, a real bright individual. Uh, sounds like you really, you know, you're getting ahead of the game. And I'm sure you're going yeah, to reach some level of success because when you're early in the game, you really can't fail, mm -hmm. right? So I, I wish you a mm -hmm. whole lot of luck and success. Is there anything else you'd like to, to shine a light on while we're, we got you on Mind Your Biz? Yeah, if anybody is interested in purchasing the NFTs or checking us out as a company, our website is setoyanfts.com. We also have an Instagram page. It's the same name, setoyanfts, setoyanfts. And we're actually going to release our first NFT tomorrow, March 13. But I'm sure if, when it airs, it's going to be March 13. It'll be released by the. I look forward to building a community and pushing the company to the next level. Excellent, man. Well, I wish you much luck, Yerv. And um, hope, I hope we hear from you in a few months and, and how you, you made a huge Thank success. You. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome, man. Thanks for letting us mind your biz.